So, now we will talk about this topic that we have today, which is the importance of animals in the shamanic tradition. You may not be surprised to learn that in the shamanic tradition there, uh, with regarding animals, there is two, uh, what can you say, main themes or way that you can go. One is the physical importance and one is the spiritual importance. We're going to tell you a story because it's such a rich way to explain uh, concepts, ideas, and so on. And in that story you will, we hope, plainly see what we mean by the physical and the spiritual importance of animals in the shamanic tradition. And then after we have told you the story we will elaborate somewhat on uh, the spiritual aspect because uh, the physical aspect is somewhat plain to see, but the spiritual aspect is a little bit more, well, quite a lot more really in depth and uh, more what we are really aiming at when we talk about the shamanic tradition and the importance of animals in that tradition. So I, I'm going to tell you a story of Igrin. Igrin was a very famous, uh, we call them Erbo in my time, Erbo. Erbo was, you would loosely translate as man, but it wasn't really man, as in the physical manifestation of that gender. It was more characteristics, attributes uh, that uh, signified going out into the world. And when you look at man and woman, and we are not making any claims here, or, but when you look at man, their reproductive organs are on the outside, the woman's reproductive organs are on the inside. So in my time, it was that the man went out, and the woman was inward, outward, inward. So erbo, yes, it means man, but it really means outward, going out into the world. But we would say... There are different components of erbo. So, for example, warrior, protector, hunter, uh, this type of, uh, these things would also be called erbo. So, you could use that word erbo to, to uh, talk about when they were going, when these people were going to be warriors. Women could be erbo as well. It was not defined by your physical sex. That's what we are saying in this, it's not about your, where your, how you have manifested as a male or a female in the physical form, it is the characteristics that you choose to express. So, Igrin was Erbo, and he was very famous uh, in the time that I was, he was long time before, it was like by the time uh, I was there, he was myth, even, he was very uh, famous. He was famous because he was what you would call successful. He was very successful when he hunted, very successful as a warrior, very successful as a protector. And protector, by that we mean that they are the people that protect the clan, not just from outside threats, but also from inside threats. So he was very wise. The protectors were the wise 
elders or the wise people of the, the clan that made decisions and uh, dealt with disputes, etc. So he was very successful in all of these things. But when he was first becoming training, to, if you like, to become Erbo, he was just like everybody else. He sometimes got uh, food on the hunt, sometimes he was successful as a warrior, and sometimes it was a bit, what you could say, hit and miss with the uh, wise uh, decisions when he was as the protector. So he was just like everybody else, nothing remarkable. And then, and what is interesting, we now have to give you some more background in this situation regarding, uh, well, humans in the shamanic tradition. It is considered that humans have animal spirit guides. Lots of people, even now when they journey, they find that there are animals all around them uh, in their in their journeys. Even then, of course then, not even then, but then, it was very much known that you had animal spirit guides. And it was different from your Hethna. Remember, that's totem. It's not the same as Hethna. The animal spirit guides were just that. They were like your friends. They were your companions. So if you were by yourself, you knew you always had them. For Igrin, his animal spirit guides were eagle, mouse, wolf, snake. These were his four animal spirit guides. And he utilized those just like everybody else at his time. He utilized those spirit, animal spirit guides in his daily life. So he would, uh, this was why he was unremarkable at this time. Everybody did this. You would wake up in the morning and greet the world. Maybe you saw the eagle flying and you would be, it would be like you would be greeting an old friend. There was familiarity. You felt as if you had companionship, friendship. You felt secure because your animal guide was there to greet you in the morning. If you were going hunting, and uh, let's say that you're, as with the green, you're, one of your animal spirit guides was the wolf. And you would see the wolf was, you would see a pack of wolves and they were smelling the air and they were getting agitated. You knew that somewhere around there was some prey, something that you could hunt. So you could utilize uh, their skills in your daily life. So these were the physical attributes of the animal spirit guides in the in the the real physical way that you could utilize them. And of course, in when you were journeying yourself for your health or for troubles, etc., the animal spirit guides would be with you in that spirit time and helping you get through your your dilemmas, your problems, your illnesses. They might guide you in different directions, but they would be there with you as supports. So there as well in the spirit world, they had this great significance for humans. So this was what Igrin's life was like with, with his animal spirit guides. This is what they brought to him. Now, there was a time in this Igrin's uh, life where his tribe was in dispute with another tribe. And through negotiation, the, the dispute could not be settled. So it was determined that they would have to go to war. They would have to fight it out, if you like. 
Igreen had done this times before. He was not a, a coward. He was brave like everybody else. It was the way it was. That's what you did. But in this one particular time, he was very agitated, and he couldn't understand why he was so agitated. It was like he was nervous. It was like he had lost his courage. So he went to the shaman. And the shaman said to him, go into the forest, into the wood, and make an offering. Make an offering. What the shaman meant was to go, not to kill something, but to light a fire. And to uh, make like what you would say now, prayer. And ask for help and guidance. Of course, he would have asked his animal spirit guides for this because uh, they were the ones that supported him, helped him, protected him, were companions to him. So this is what he did. Of course, he did it all the time, but in this way it was more formal because he was actually uh, making the fire, making the chants, the prayer. That night he was asleep and he had a terrible, terrible nightmare. Terrible nightmare. The first thing that happened in the nightmare was that the eagle came down and took his eyes with the beak, took them out of his head. It was, could not see, it was dark, and he was agony and pain. The next thing that happened in this nightmare was that the mouse came and filled his ears with grass and straw and made like a nest in both of the ears. So his ears were like big, uh, heavy things on the side of his face, and he couldn't hear. It was completely blocked, and it was like he was completely separated from the world. And the next thing that happened was that the wolf came and bit off his nose. In one swipe, bit it off. And he could no longer, he had no nose, he could no longer breathe through the nose. And the next thing that happened in the dream was that the snake came and wrapped himself around and around the green so that the green could not move. He was completely paralyzed. This was the nightmare. The next morning, he wakes up and he can't move. He's completely paralyzed. Arms can't move. His body can't move. He can't lift his head. And he is, he is uh, confused. He doesn't understand why he can't get up. And then he realizes that he must be saying something because he knows that his mouth is moving and that, but he can't hear anything. He can't hear a thing. And then he realizes that he can't breathe through his mouth. Through his nose. He can only breathe through his mouth. There's something wrong with his nose. It is like it is completely blocked. It's gone completely. It's not there anymore as a function. And almost worst of all, he feels that he's opened his eyes. But he can't see. Everything is complete darkness. And his wife, she comes in to, to tell him to get up, to go out into the world. And she can get... No response. He can't move. It's like she can see his eyes are open, but he can't see anything. And words are coming out of his mouth, and he's in panic, and he can't hear what she is saying. Can't feel her touch. So she runs to get the shaman. And the shaman comes slowly. Slowly, slowly, the shaman comes. 
the shaman comes into the into their shelter and looks at the green feels the green talks to the green smells the green listens to the body functions of the green and then gets up and walks out not one word did the shaman say not one word just gets up and walks out the wife is very distressed you can imagine how a green is feeling he is a strong elbow and here he has nothing the shaman walks away and will not speak to anybody will not let anybody into the sh their shelter just stays all day the people of the the village they are the the clan they are upset because they think it is an omen and the fact that the shaman will do nothing and has locked themselves away is is very bad omen because they are going to go to war so everybody is in a panic everybody is very distressed and this goes on for of course the whole day the green is in and out of consciousness but nobody can make any sense from him then at night they put everybody stays awake nobody can sleep because they are worried that they are going to be attacked the wife sits up with Erbo she sets the fire next to him, with Igreen sets the fire next to him that night Igreen eventually goes to sleep and he has a dream this time the eagle <coughs> flies down and gives Igreen its own eyes and puts them in Igreen's eyes the mouse comes cleans out all of that nest cleans it very very well and gives igreen its own ears and then the wolf comes and gives igreen its own nose and puts it on igreen's face and then the snake comes <clears throat> and instead of winding itself around igreen it enters Igreen's body and is inside his body. The next morning, Igreen awakes and he feels completely different. He is a person transformed. His vision is very focused, it is very uh, alert. He can hear the smallest, smallest rustle of the leaves in the forest far away. He can smell, he can smell even the tribe that is going to go to war. He can smell their own fear. He can smell his own tribe's fear. But most important for him at, of all at this point was he was lying on the ground. And he could feel the vibration of the shaman walking from their shelter to his shelter and he knew that it was the shaman because the vibration the snake that was inside him allowed that vibration to give him the size the shape the weight of the that individual and he knew before it came that it was the shaman that was coming he didn't know what had gone on <coughs> The shaman comes, he tells the shaman everything. The shaman realizes what has happened. He realizes that 
when Igrin went to ask for help with his bravery, with his uh, agitation, that the animal, his animal spirit's guide, his animal spirit guides took him, if you like, at his word, took him literally. He wanted their strengths to help him. Well, their strengths are, for the eagle, the vision, for the mouse, the hearing, for the wolf, the scent, and for the snake, the vibration. So each of these animal spirit guides gave to him their strengths. And this was the beginning of Igrin's famous successes. He was a man transformed. He was able to utilize his animal spirit guides strengths in his life and go out into the world and use those strengths with his own strengths to be formidable, to become a legend, to become somebody that was uh, to be revered, to be respected, to be in awe of. This is the story of Igreen. And this, uh, there are many, of course, stories of Igreen's uh, prowess in all of the areas. But this is what, uh, this part of his story is what we wanted to talk about today, is relevant to what we are talking about today. You saw in the story that there are physical ways to understand the importance of animals in the shamanic tradition that once you know your animal spirit guides they are like your friends you see them around you maybe you see them in paintings maybe you see them in sculptures maybe you see them in real life maybe you even have them with you as ornamentation on the body but every time you look at them that physical presence of them makes you feel that you have companionship, that you have friendship, that you have something in your life that is going to give you strength, that is going to help you through these moments. Also, not so much now in your modern world, but definitely, of course, in the world that Igrin lived in, if you saw your animal uh, spirit guides in the physical sense, and you knew what they were, their strengths, what they were about, how they lived their life, you could use their knowledge to enhance your own physical material existence. So for example, with Igrin, if he saw the, the eagle hovering in one space, he knew that over there, underneath the eagle, was something to eat. So he could make his way to hunt, because it was like the eagle was saying to him, there's something here for you. Of course, if he did kill something, he would leave something for the eagle. He wouldn't take it all because the eagle had, they are friends, they are companions. So he would, of course, share with the eagle. In your lifetimes now, you would actually utilize the animals to in your life or your if you had animal spirit guides and you knew what they were and they were there in the physical sense you could use them for uh, you still use them in your life for example if you knew what the strength was of look at dogs they have the scent 
but they also have a keen sense of hearing and they also have a keen sense of uh, like they can smell fear if you like and they are alert so you can utilize your the dog for example if that's your animal spirit guide or even if it's not if it's just the companion in your life you can utilize those skills those abilities and attributes of the dog and enhance your life in that way so you become more aware of what's actually going on right more alert to the atmosphere and the energies around you and of course the dog is the well-known companion of humans they give love they give friendship they're loyal companionship you can rely on them so you can see that even in your daily life in the modern world you can still you when we say use animals you understand what we mean it's not to the detriment of the animal it's utilize their abilities and their skills in your own life by watching them and having them in your life so you can still enhance your existence with animals in your life in this shamanic tradition so in this story you you saw we explained to you about the physical side of the importance of animals in the shamanic tradition but what we really wanted to you to know and to tell you about and to talk to you about was that spiritual aspect and you saw that there were two if you like levels of that one was when uh we explained that when igreen was unwell or sick he would journey and his animal spirit guides would be with him and they would help him so he was in the spirit world at this time when he was journeying and the animal spirit guides were there so the animals his animal guides were there in spirit with his spirit and together they walked that path of illness or uh distress together and sometimes they guided him this way or that way but at the end but mainly they went with him as support they went with him to be with him so that he was not alone on his journey through life through this spirit life which of course was a reflection of his physical life that they were there with him for him so there is that level of the spiritual aspect of animals in the shamanic tradition but you also saw that igreen took it one step or was given the opportunity to take it further and many shamans this is something that they have incorporated into their own life not all shamans but many shamans will have spoken to their animal spirit guides and found out their strengths and then utilize those strengths for themselves with the green the difference was that the animals the animal spirits gave to him their strengths what often happens is that once you know what the strengths are of your animal spirit guides it's like uh let's just look at the eagle let's say that you have an eagle as your animal spirit guide and you know that vision for them is very uh they are strength of course you're not going to need vision for uh for hunting and such like but you might look at vision in a different way so that you see and we're putting these little inverted commas around that word see in other words you are 
being like a seer, S-E-E-R, seer. You are looking beyond. You are seeing the visions, if you like, beyond. You are using that word vision in a different, in a more energetic, spiritual sense. So you don't have to have the eyes of the ego in your head as Igrin did. But you can put yourself into behind the eagle's eyes, if you see what we mean. So you, instead of having the eagle give their strength to you, you are going to the eagle to utilize that strength for a period of time. And so that's what many shamans do. And that's what in this modern world, not that you want, you, you have to be shaman to do this, but in the modern world, that's what we would suggest to people. That if you want to have this more, uh, what can you say, enhanced uh, experience with your animal spirit guides, that you're not just utilizing their strengths by watching them and seeing how they do it and then uh, do it that way, but actually putting yourself, uh, for example, behind the eyes of the eagle and looking through the eyes of the eagle with that vision to see beyond, to see more, to see more clearly, to be more focused on whatever it is that you're looking at, then that's a possibility in this modern world. And in that way, you don't have to be uh, actually standing with somebody and seeing beyond them. What we are talking about is, is more in your meditative sense. Let's say that you have an issue or a problem at your work. And you can't see there are many, there are obviously many layers, there are many aspects, many people are involved in this and it's causing you some problems. So you can put the eyes, get in behind the eyes of the eagle and you can see in a very focused, long distance way what is really going on here. Who are the players? Who is mixing together here to, to foment this problem, this trouble? And in that way, you get a clearer picture. So that when you are not behind the eyes of the eagle and you go to your work and you see this person that, that the eyes of the eagle showed you was actually the one brewing the trouble but doesn't look like it in real life, when you get there and you see them for the first time after that vision, eagle vision, you see them and you understand them and you see them in a completely different light. Now you know. And now you can work out how, without being uh, detrimental to anybody else, to anybody, how can you deal with this situation? Because now you have the vision of the eagle. So with the green, he was uh, gifted these strengths by his animal spirit guides. But in some ways, they were also... Uh, a hindrance to him because he always had the eyes of the eagle. He always had the ears of the mouse, the nose of the wolf, and the, the vibrational energy body of the snake. So he went through his life always like that. And that was very difficult. It was very difficult for him. And interestingly, he was became very wise and was as successful as we said. But he never ever wanted to be the clan leader. He never fought for that place. 
and many people believe that he should, but he realized that he could not be there because it was enough for him to cope with all of these gifts that he'd been given just in the role that he was in as Erbo. It was enough. This was part of his wisdom, of course. He could see. He knew. So we would not suggest that to people, that you actually get your animal spirit guides to gift you their uh, their strengths. But we would say to you, if you know what your animal spirit guides are, well, let's say that you don't know, first of all. Then you have to, if you don't know what your animal spirit guides are, maybe you have to journey to find out. Maybe you can meditate on it. Maybe you already feel some affiliation with certain animals and you actually set up a dialogue with them. I feel very aligned with you. I feel very close to you. Are you one of my animal spirit guides? They will say yes or no. Maybe you're just aligned with them because you like the color, whatever. So you have you can look around. But if you journey, then you will already know that sometimes these animals appear with you. And sometimes they are, uh, we're not saying all the time, but sometimes they are mistaken for Hethna, totem, Hethna. Sometimes they are mistaken for that. And we would suggest you go back and really speak to them and find out, are you my Hethna or are you my animal spirit guides. Once you know what your animal spirit guides are, then you can go on a journey of discovery, exploration. Find out what, how, what makes these animals tick in the physical world. What makes them do what they do? What are their strengths? What are their attributes? How do they live? All of this type of thing. And build a picture of your animal spirit guides. Maybe you only have one. You don't have to have many. You don't have to have lots. You can just have one. And find a real picture of that. And look at the strengths. And see how those strengths can complement your own self. And then you can start up this dialogue. Yes, they are your friend. Yes, they are your companion. Yes, you can look at the way they live and start to look at that in your life and how that can benefit your life. But you can also, uh, with their strengths, utilize their uh, those strengths in your life but not just by looking at them and observing them but actually getting in behind and being in that we go back to the eagle being the behind the eyes of the eagle so that you have that vision you have that that you might find happens for you in journeying that you might have to actually do a journey to say okay uh, eagle I want to be in your behind your eyes so I can see this picture clearly and in focus and all of the all of the parts of it. And so you go on a journey. Or maybe you just have to, if you're not uh, proficient or comfortable with journeying, that you do it through like a, like a meditation form. Maybe you even get somebody to do a guided meditation for you. You write down what your uh, issue is. You write down, uh, you tell them what your animal spirit guide is, the strength that you want to use, and that you just get them to guide you through. Okay, we go back to the eagle because that's the easiest one. It's the same one. You say to them that I want to be the eyes, I want to be behind the eagle's eyes. And so they prepare you to go. They say you're going to be behind the eagle's eyes and you're going to see this situation. We go back to the work situation. This situation at work. 
And what you're looking for in this situation is you're looking for the combinations, the patterns, you're looking for the source, you're looking for this. So you get that person to guide you through with all of the things that you might be looking for. And then maybe you set a time limit, maybe you can say, uh, put you are meditating but conscious enough to put your hand up and say, that's it, I found it, you have to work that out for yourself. But there are many ways that you can use uh, this, the animal spirit guides in your life, like we said in the physical sense. But if you can uh, transition yourself to really being behind the eagle's eyes and see things really for what is really going on. Because everything in life has a mask. Every single, single thing. You know, people say, oh, I am a thinker. I think a lot, etc. But what we would say to you, are you thinking about what is there? Or are you thinking about what is not there? Because it's what is not there that is where it actually is. So when your governments tell you one thing, and they will give you lots of information, this is the reason that we're doing it, and so on and so on and so on, and people think about that and they talk about that, we would say to you, that's very good, but don't be one of those people. Go and find out what they're not telling you because that's what's really going on that's the real reason behind this that's really who is driving that not what is being said to you and that's like everything in life humans are taught from a very early early age to have the mask never really expose who they are never really behave in the way that you want because it's not socially acceptable you have to behave in the way that we can all live together and that is understandable. But when you want to find out what is behind something or really behind something that is causing trouble, you can't look at what is there in front of you. You have to look at what is not there in front of you. And in this way, your animal spirit guides can help you if you are prepared to use, to use their uh, strengths but by using them, we mean actually getting in behind them, not just observing and what have you, but actually getting in behind the eagle eyes and really seeing. Fantastic. So that's, that's, that's what we have to say about the importance of, uh, of animals in the shamanic tradition. We hope that everybody has understood that and that everybody has gain some information and uh, it's feeling that they have been, that something inside of them has grown, right? That they have got some inner, uh, what can you say, expansion, nourishment. nourishment. That's what we hope because the one thing with the shamanic tradition, in fact, when you look at all religions over time, not that shamanic tradition is a religion, but it's the spiritual manifestation of humans. When you look at that, one of the things that's always the beginning of it is that the human is fulfilled. 
that there is something that fills in the chest here, like between the breasts, and that it's like a little ball of light, and it actually, you know, you feel, you feel like you're opening up to the universe, you're opening up to the world. Many people feel like that when they sing, when they dance, you know, when they are actually losing themselves. And many religions began with that losing yourself from the, the uh, what is that world, the profane world, losing yourself in the sacred world. And in a way, that's what we wanted to, we wanting to create when we have these lectures. We wanting to create for a moment in everybody's home that does this, a sacred moment, a sacred space. We do that through the meditation, and, and but even with what we are saying, that's what we are trying to create. But that sacred space, of course, is right here in your chest, right between the breastbone, right? So what we want, yes, we can create the physical sacred space, but what we are wanting is to create that sacred space within you that blossoms and expands and feels like there is something in there so that you can go out into the world and live in that way. And that's really what the shamanic uh, way of life is. Yes, it has uh, uh, not rules and regulations, but it has certain attributes like being connected to the earth, uh, having animals in your life and all of this type of thing. There are rituals like the fire and so on. But they are like the physical manifestations of that, right? It's how a human can reflect their inner self outwards. It's how the human can practice that inner uh, fulfillment and they can practice it and bring it out to the world. But really, it's all here in the chest, that ball that is like, and it fills up and it vibrates and it energizes the whole being. That's what we hope people have uh, received today.